You're saying that the devil is shame and guilt, shame the energy guilt. of shame yeah. and guilt. Mm -hmm. The energy of it. Mm -hmm. So the greatest trick that the, that the, um, the shame forces, and guilt pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled was to convince the world mm -hmm. that it didn't exist. And mm. a lot of people will say it doesn't exist. That's interesting. Okay. That's and there's interesting. nothing to do. Uh, but go to the people that are saying, I want to help. I want to be more evolved. I want to be more spiritual. How can you help me? I said, well, I cannot help you become more spiritual because you are spiritual. I can help you get rid of the blocks that are stopping your spiritual progression. But there's also things you can do too, like you're doing. But if you could put, if, if a person came to me, I would say, let's get help the shame and guilt get rid of that or be aware of it so you don't take any more on. Mm -hmm. Then your journey will be quicker. You got to accentuate the positive. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always wonderful to be with you again. And please remember if you are liking the shows to like and subscribe and share your comments with us. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear your comments and uh, share the shows with people. I have a beautiful woman to introduce you to today. Her name is Lois Hollis. Welcome to the show, Lois. Thank you. And Lois has an amazing story and, oh, we're going to have a great show today. We're going to talk all about emotions, mm -hmm. spirituality, enlightenment, subconscious belief systems, and more than anything, the shame, blame, guilt game, right? It is a game. It's a game. It is a game. It's a game a lot of us play. <laughs> I've actually... You know, everyone plays it. Everyone yeah. plays it. I've actually done a, um, a video called The Blame Game. Biggest game, my guide say, biggest game on planet Earth. But let me tell you a little bit about Lois and what she's been up to. Lois Hollis. Okay, all these initials after your name, Lois. RN, don't know what that stands for. Registered nurse. There you go. BSN. Bachelor's in nursing. And REV. Reverend. Oh, Reverend. Shifts our opinion on one of the most forbidden subjects, and it's not sex. <laughs> Lois experienced several spiritual encounters that began with a near-death experience in her childhood from physical abuse, which I'd love to explore a little bit further. Depression, anxiety, pain, and 30 years of migraine headaches was Lois's way of life until she was asked the perfect question. What do you know about shame? Stunned, she silently went on a mission to learn more and her life changed dramatically. She discovered that shame and guilt was within everything she felt. The good news was the solution to her many emotional and physical problems was in confronting the shame and guilt. And as she did, she healed her anger, depression, migraine, rage, fear, and all her pains. Lois came to us 
comes to us with a lifelong background in health. She began as a nurse's aide at the age of 12. 12, that's so cute, and continues helping people today at 76. She shares her 15 years experience as a shame and guilt educator, counsellor, and now a filmmaker to give us effective and lasting ways to health, wellness, and spiritual maturity, which I think is really important. There's a lot of people on the spiritual path and they're talking chakras and all the sort of energetic, you know, the lingo, but they're still holding on to a lot of emotional stuff. Stuff, which I have found. Anyway, where am I? She's the author of three books and a video on Soul Speaks, an original process that continues with our inner personalities to help physical and emotional traumas. Her newest book, Now is the Time, continues her light language readings that help our spiritual development by dissolving resistance mental emotional patterns. Lois is producing a film called I'm Good to illustrate how shame and guilt affects our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies. So let's start with your NDE. What happened? Well, I didn't remember it until my 40s right i believe it happened when i was six or seven it happened after i was getting a chiropractic adjustment and i saw it's very interesting it happened over five years the memory Hmm. um a therapist asked me you are very well adjusted for having the traumas that you experienced. Did someone else raise you other than your parents? I said, look, I'm a Catholic. I'm Roman Catholic, Polish 100%. You live very close knit. You don't have other people into your life. Mm. You go to school, Catholic school, come home, do your homework. It's very isolated. I mean, we still had, do things but essentially it it was it that's like 50 60 years ago people weren't as uh, social as they are today and they he said no someone else raised you all of a sudden i saw a hand coming out of clouds and i heard the words she will be okay now and that in those days the doctor came to your house so evidently my Mother called the doctor because I wasn't breathing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I saw this hand coming out and heard she'll be okay now. Then immediately I clicked into seeing three light beings. And I went, oh my God, they're the ones that raised me. Mm. Beautiful. And then I said, oh my goodness, to myself, I got to get out of here. I'm a nurse. They put people in the mental institution for having seen God and angels and all that stuff. So I said, I'm done. And he said, no, you're not. You have a lot of work to do. I said, I'm done. Goodbye. I mean, I ran out of the office because I was involved in a divorce at that time. And they would, they really put you in a mental hospital. Yeah. And I, I knew that I was in, I was a nurse at a hospital, you know? So um, then more came the following couple years when um, 
I saw my family member. I was on the ground and my head was twisted and she, the person jumped on my head. So it, it, it cracked. Um, now I know C1 and C2. Mm -hmm. And then I remember, and this happened to chiropractic adjustment, I felt very dizzy and sick and I wanted to lay down. And I went in the house and lay down. And then this person, I put a pillow over my head and then I stopped breathing. Wow. So it was very deliberate. It wasn't, oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I, I saw heaven and I came back. It was interesting, Karen, because ever since that time, I remember now, mm -hmm. people left me alone. I was very dyslexic. I couldn't read. I had Erin syndrome. You know, you have, you understand, you know what that is. You have, you read a book and the words will not stand still. They kind of move. Mm -hmm. So I could, I was considered a stupid child who cannot learn. Mm. And um, after that experience, it seemed that everybody left me alone. So how old were you when that happened? Six, did you say? I don't know. Six, seven. Uh -huh. I was young. So do you think they left you alone because they were afraid that you nearly died and like, oh my I God. I think the angel, the beings. Or the angels, the beings. Mm -hmm. They protected me. And I, okay. I have them now and I do feel that. Um, and now I'm understanding that they didn't want me, they had to keep me here on earth. You had to stuff to do. Work. Yeah. And I've had many psychics tell me that I came here, I had to come here in the human body to relieve, to release the information. It could not come any other way. It had to come through the human form. I've heard that and, so many times. Oh, really? Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. I said, okay, okay, whatever, whatever, you know, but they, it had to be carried through a human. And then I do a lot of automatic writing. And I remember saying only a human can help a human heal. Yeah, I don't know about that because I've had so many people on the show that have been healed in other yeah, ways I mean, and, and I've healed myself degree. in other ways. Yeah. yeah to some degree. I would say that unless you're, you know, one of the new world teachers or a light weaver or starseed who is connected and knows that you can heal from just you know, many ways contacting your angels or um, I think that a human needs to help the masses that aren't connected to that heal. Yes. Yeah. Cause it so, needs to be relatable. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Anyway, uh, that, so it took a period of three or four years to get the whole experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and now I understand why I passed every test I did well. I went to an Ivy League college, University of Pennsylvania. I went, how did I, I they, and I talked to people and I would say about this current events and they're going, oh, did you read that book? And I went, no, how did you know that? I said, doesn't everybody know that? So I did not understand my life a lot because I just knew things without knowing, learning them. Yeah. yeah. And um, one thing that helped me is that I did a lot of tap dancing. Which I still do. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> and I think that helped the dyslexia, the mind back and forth. So ever since about maybe nine or 10, I start reading and 
being able to, you know, be a, a human person, not be so dyslexic. But it was the brain traumas. But it was many, many brain traumas. Wow, what a journey, Lois. I, I, just getting back to that point of tap dancing. It's interesting because I was dyslexic too. And I think, so this is what my guide said to me, because I had been in past lives so left brain oriented, so scientific, so logical, mm -hmm. I had not allowed my creative, intuitive side to develop. And so when I came into this life uh, as a psychic, as a teacher, you know, con and connecting to my spiritual essence, I actually had that left brain shut down and the right brain dominated, you know, the, the, um, the, the creative intuitive side. And so what you're saying about dyslexia is tap dancing, you know, using both sides of your body is kind of connecting those two mm -hmm. sides of your brain. And I found that with drumming too, or playing the piano and using two different hands. Like when you're, yeah, it's interesting that can help that dyslexia once your contract is over. Cause they said to me, you know, once you connected, then your contract about being a dyslexic was over. But then I had that habitual, that habit of thought thinking, I'm not a very good reader or I'm not a very good speller. And, and it's just a habit of thought. And the truth is you can do it if you want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that what you found? It's, it's kind of blurry until I start doing the uh, interpersonal work that I started, I call it soul speak. I would talk to the, the six-year-old in me who was dyslexic and who stuttered, mm -hmm. which makes sense because I stuttered because of brain injury. And I helped her to heal and then it went away. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you, I mean, people are kind of familiar now with the interpersonal work and that's how I healed from the abuse because at different times I had different abuse and I was able to work with those personality parts within me and when they healed I healed mm. so what happened for the rest of your life it says in your bio that you suffered a lot of depression and anger issues and 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 30 years of migraines well, I, I didn't well, know that I had all these traumas in mm. my head. Uh, I just had headaches all the time. I uh, began as a nurse and I've been very blessed in uh, being a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. I worked in the open heart team at University of Maryland and they just started doing open heart surgery. And then I moved to Philadelphia and I started, or helped start, one of the first kidney hemodialysis units in the, in the United States. Wow. We, we were the first ones out with it. Mm -hmm. And that started, I had to learn new methods of nursing and teaching and home dialysis. I did that for 10 years, I wrote many books and many lectures, et cetera, et cetera. And then I became a mother. I had lost three babies and then God gave me three beautiful daughters. And then I was wondering, what am I going to do when they all grow up? <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, then I had, I don't know what kind of experience you would call it, but some people said I had a um, reincarnation in the same body. Some people said I had a Kundalini. I don't know. All I know is that light poured in my head. 
And I did not know about chakras at that point. Mm-hmm. So all I know is that I just, I was in, taking a bath and all of a sudden this picture of golden white light poured into my head, went down into me and I've never been the same. I mean, I start writing just automatically. Um, I had, you know, my temperature went up to like 105. My pulse was 150. Uh, I, I, you know, I was shaking and vibrating. I went, but it's interesting, a week before that, I found a book from Stanislaus Grof about spiritual emergencies. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I read about it. I said, isn't that interesting? And then one week later, they have this golden white light pouring into my body. And I went, oh, I guess that's what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this, this is like 1990. It wasn't very popular. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm in little town, Virginia, raising my kids. And um, anyway. So how, very, how old were you when that happened? The white light? 19... 1990. 1990. Do the so math. So that's um, 10. 40s. About 40 some, almost 50. Right. Okay. Um, and the interesting thing was, Karen, was that I lived in this beautiful place of different colors. I have never seen the colors like that before. And wow. if it wasn't for my dear, precious children, I wouldn't eat because they go, Mom, it's time to eat. Oh, food. And so I would eat, but I wouldn't eat unless they realized they told me to eat. And no matter what I ate, I became it. If I ate a squash, I became a squash. If I became, ate a tomato, I became a tomato. Don't ask me what that is, but I, it just was. I merged with everything and everybody. So, how, I, okay, I'm trying to understand this. So how do you become a squash? What do you mean? I don't like, know. Yeah. I don't know. And so I said, don't tell me, ask me how that happened. But I was a squash, like orange, and I just was a squash. I don't know. It was like I I became whatever I ate. It was fascinating, but I was losing a pound a day. Wow. And I'm thin. I I don't weigh that much weight. So I was like, and then one of my dearest friends said, Lois, you cannot live in that dimension and live it in earth at the same time. You're going to have to choose. You can live spiritually, but not where you are. It's incompatible with the physical life. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to make a choice, but you won't be able to see those colors like you did. And I said, well, I have to raise my three daughters. And then all of a sudden I saw these books on the side of me, like I was supposed to write all these books. And I went, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I, I'll write these books. <laughs> and then slowly by surely I became more um, grounded. grounded. And uh, I went to a yoga center and they helped me do a lot of yogi postures. Mm-hmm. And that really helped. And I still do that today. I mean, you know, uh, not professionally, but just kind of do the um, different poses and, you know, stretching. And that has helped move the energy that I have within my body. And so when the white, okay, when the white light, uh, golden light started streaming through you and you felt 
like you were living in another dimension. Um, is that when your emotional trauma started or healed or um, what they're just saying to me is that, yeah, okay, I'm going to let you answer got all these people talking to me. They're excited, Lois. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> the team here. They're very excited. Anyway, so what happened, you know, so you felt like you were living in another dimension. You saw all the colors. Is that when your emotional traumas healed? No, 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 no. I just was, I heard the words raise consciousness. Right. I went, okay. And the thing that triggered it was the Palladium music. One of my friends gave me the new Palladium music that was out and I put it on and immediately the light poured in. Oh, really? So it was yeah, immediately. Uh-huh. And I'm very connected to the Palladium. Palladies. You know, I've got to tell you a funny story. You were talking about working in the mainstream. So I was just telling you I was moving my daughter yesterday and um, she's always saying to me, mom, stop talking about aliens. I don't want to know about it. And the day before we went shopping for some furniture and stuff and I'm in the car and she's saying, don't talk about it. And I'm talking and she's saying, don't talk about it. And I'm talking and she's saying, stop, stop. And I said, you're not going to shut me up. I'm going to keep talking about it. But she started laughing. We're in the kitchen. She started laughing and she said, you know how I keep telling you to stop talking about aliens. She said, my new flatmate, I was telling him how crazy my mommy is talking about aliens all the time. And she, and he goes, Oh, I'm Arcturian. What's your mom? <laughs> Palladian or something like that. Like he's totally connected. That's, that's funny. That's Isn't funny. that hilarious? And then I that's met hilarious. him yesterday and he works as a psychotherapist in a hospital system. And I was just thinking driving home yesterday. Oh, wow. There's so many amazing people out there in the mainstream systems, you know, health systems. Well, it's the world's changing. So you yeah. can talk that way. I can't even say I had a near-death experience and they don't Back know. Back then, yeah. But I wanted to mention one other thing. I, when going to um, the yoga center, one of my friends suggested that. It was Gurumaya's place. I call her that, Gurumaya's place. And um, I was waiting for a bus to take me to the center. And I went to her chapel. Gurumaya. Yeah, I nailed down. And immediately, a sort of light, I would say at least three foot long, went right through my crown all the way down the chakras. It was golden lighted sword and i felt balanced wow my mouth is open because as you were describing your experiences of not wanting to eat and feeling like you were like in this other realm and seeing all these colors i immediately thought of guru mai in the book conversation um, in the book on a biography of yogi who was ex exactly like that and she just didn't eat and people fed her because she just didn't think to eat and i didn't uh, and i'm like oh my god you're talking about gurumai and i'm wow wow and maybe you are gurumai went straight through and i was balanced wow now, i haven't told anybody this because you know, really <laughs> fixing the spaghetti. And I did live in Sedona, but they were kind of like jealous of that. I had, I'm going like, really, really, you know, this is just what happens to me. Okay. Okay. You know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't seem um, extraordinary to me. Right. Because 
it's always been extraordinary. Yeah, because you're right. You know what I mean. Mm. It's just, and I, all I want to do is do my job. Mm -hmm. Because God has saved me so many times in my life. And I need to do my job. Oh, I know. You're doing it. You're doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Very so right. your job is to help people overcome shame and guilt. My job is to educate first. Mm -hmm. And that was the problem for 15 years. I've been trying, trying. So the virus kind of thing kind of turned everything upside down mm -hmm. and people are now looking more at themselves. I um, have been invited to speak at many conferences and they asked me my type topic and I say shame and guilt. Oh, we don't talk about that because it doesn't exist. Can you please talk about something else? I go, no, that's my job. That's my type. Well, you got to call yourself a happiness person or living in joy, but never a shame guilt per educator because people will just turn you off. And that was true. So I just had to wait a while and now it's I'm getting called because people say, oh, my goodness, you talk about shame and guilt. And I go, yeah, well, I like to hear you. I go, really? And I'm, so, I'm shocked. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think Brene Brown put shame on the map, didn't she? She started talking she did, about it. but mm -hmm. she got a good introduction. But there's so much more. Right. And the reason I saw it, been following you, because the people that need to know, I'm an educator first. Mm -hmm. I have to educate because the information I've been given and I give to others is not available in any book except my book. It's just the truth. It's just, that's the way, it, I'm, you know, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, and my job is to disseminate the information. And I've done counseling mainly in Sedona in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I have come to learn that shame, I call shame guilt. Shame and guilt are the same energy. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, shame's bad, guilt's good. That is not true. Shame, guilt is the same energy. Shame works in the unconscious mind. Guilt works in the conscious mind. Okay, beautiful. Okay, now I'm a nurse. I'm making this very simple. And mm -hmm. so if there's a doctor there, I'm introducing it as simplicity. Mm -hmm. If you have a bacteria in your kidneys, they call it nephritis. Mm -hmm. If you have the same bacteria, bacteria in your brain, they call it meningitis. If they have the same one in your liver, they call it hepatitis. So it's about the location that changes the name, not the source. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're following through with that, saying that shame and guilt are different. No, they're not. They're the same energy. Different location. Different location. Let's have a look at what shame, guilt looks like for people that don't recognize it. Any time a person hears something from themselves or from someone else and it, ah, oh, that just doesn't set right. That doesn't feel right. That's shame guilt. Can you give an example? Well, what did you do that for? Is this the tone? And there, 
I, I don't know to say this or not. I don't want to get in trouble. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Spit it out. I heard someone has a show and um, they have a disability and they're doing very well. And they called the show, what's your excuse? That's shaming. Not many people pick that up, but that's shaming. Yeah. What is your excuse? Do you see? It's very, yes. very subtle. It's because subtle. our culture, okay, you're in Australia, I'm in the United States. It's the same. Yeah. We yeah. have been taught to shame and yeah. guilt ourselves. So therefore, we have an inner part of us that shame and guilts us. Yeah. Okay. At night, we hear, I'm not good enough. Daytime, we hear, you uh, got to repent. You did something bad. So it was 24-7. I, you know, and I know we do the positive, thank God, because we need to overpower that. But that's what we get, the recording. And if we, so what I talk to people, I say, it's not your mother's fault. It's not your father's fault. It's not your fault either. Or it's not, you know, your teacher's fault. Okay, people put shame and guilt on you. In a way, it isn't your fault because they have shame and guilt inside of them also. They mm -hmm. don't know any better. Shame and guilt is not an emotion. It's an energy placed upon us, placed upon humanity to devaluate our evolution. And it's been extremely successful. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you, you said you're a Catholic. I didn't grow up Catholic, but I did go to a convent for a year, you know, uh, at school. The whole, the whole um, confession thing. Oh, it's well, all, of course, of course. May cope. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah, of course. It's I mean, all been implemented, I, hasn't it? It's well, but it's it's you know, and we can't blame the church. We can't blame the government. We can't blame any because it infiltrated everything. Right. And everyone. Okay, everybody has a certain degree of shame, guilt. I say shame, guilt, because that's what it is. People with lesser shame, guilt are more functional and happier and better. Mm -hmm. it's, so there's really no mental illness. It's just shame, guilt. Okay, if the reader, the people that are uh, listening, if they could take a pencil or a pen out, and I have this in my book. If they can draw a little block and put hurt, you get hurt, right? Person gets hurt, probably shamed. Okay, then you get anxious because you're afraid of getting hurt again. That's normal. Mm -hmm. So there's more shame. The pyramid, it's an upside down, it's a pyramid that's upside down. The smallest is at the bottom. So then you get angry because they hurt you you're upset and it's still going on so you get more shame after the anger you go i just hate everybody because i'm angry no one's helping me i'm excited i'm, ex I'm excuse me anxiety and you know by now you're a teenager and just you're just angry 
Mm. And I hate you people. I mean, I hated the world for wrong me at one point. Mm. And so rage, hatred, that's the same thing. And then on top of that is fear. Fear is double shame. Fear of what I did wrong for this to happen. Mm -hmm. So each, oh, I'm sorry, depression is, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not looking at my thing. It's a hurt, anxiety, anger, depression. Now that's why depression is hard to heal because it has so much shame. Mm. Mm. Think of it. Hurt is so different than being anxious. Anger is a little bit harder to handle. But depression is even harder. And then you have hatred. And then you have fear. And that's the amount of shame you're carrying. And again, they classify it as emotions. When in reality, it's how much shame are you carrying? Well, you know, we're seeing it in our world at the moment with the whole mask thing. People are shaming others for not wearing masks and, and guilt because, you, you know, the, the rhetoric, the, the narrative, um, especially well, when the, the pandemic started, like if you go outside and you, my daughter has swallowed it, it's like you can, just, you can be sick and not display any symptoms is the rhetoric. And I call it rhetoric because as a doctor, you know that usually if you're sick, there are symptoms, right? right. Um, but you, you're going to go out there and infect people. And then how would you like it if you didn't know that you infected people and then everybody died because of you? Like this shame, guilt thing. It's just, of course. Of course, mm. but it's bringing it to the surface. Yeah. And you do, I'm sure you're aware of the fact that a mask, cloth mask is not. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Any intelligent person knows. I said, heard one doctor say, um, you know, wearing a mask is like putting a chain around your garden and hoping the mosquitoes don't get in. <laughs> yeah, or wire fence and no mosquitoes are coming through. Also, um, people are getting lung fungus because they're not breathing oxygen, they're bringing carbon dioxide. Many, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I want to go back to this, our, the, our group that is really working on their spirituality. Shame, guilt has the same pathways as light energy. Interesting. People, Can you explain yeah, that? that yeah. Shame guilt has the same light. It, it uses the same pathway as light. Hmm. I know. Interesting. Yeah. I found that out later, but before that I found out, I discovered you know, by working with people and myself is that people who have the most light have this more sensitivity to shame guilt. Mm -hmm. So people like you, like me, like a lot of your um, attended listeners. listeners, they need to know about shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. They have to. That You just have to because you are more susceptible to shame, guilt, energy, because your energy battery, you're, you're, you know, so it affects you deeper than affects people that aren't carrying this much light however that's the bad news the good news is that you can get rid of shame guilt easier mm -hmm. 
It's easier to come in, but easier to get out. But you got to have the knowledge. And that's why I was so happy you accepted my invitation because light people have to know that shame, guilt is an energy and not to accept it from people and not to accept it from yourself. But that takes learning. That takes time. And we're not going to cover it all in an hour. Okay. Well, let's run through a scenario. I'm just thinking of a scenario I went through when I was um, in a lift in a shopping center and this poor old man, um, oh, he wasn't old, but this poor man was freaking out. There shouldn't be this many people in the lift. And and like, you know, you're going to get mad. Like he was just in absolute fear and shaming people and guilting people. And the person I was with got really upset and like turned around and said, I'll calm down a little bit, all right? And she's in anger, you know? And as I left the lift, I just turned around and I looked at him and I just reassured him, you're safe. It's okay. You're safe. You'll be okay. Because I was just speaking to his fear. So if somebody is trying to shame and guilt you, can we run through a scenario of how you can respond and not get Okay, first of all, you have to... Yeah, first of all, you have to know it's shaming and guilting that's a whole nother thing. Mm. You know, um, we, we have been so brownwashed. We don't know the difference between normal conversation and shame, guilt conversation. Right. And I can go through that a little bit at, towards the end. Okay. But when you be insensitive, you like, Oh, that didn't feel right. Like you knew that right away. It didn't feel right. And if the person is not talking and they're talking to you, you need to cut it off. Like, the best sentence to have is, isn't that interesting? <laughs> Look at them because they need a response. They need a response. And you can say, isn't that interesting? You're not, but you're, you're not condoning what they're saying, but they need a response because they'll be even worse and say goodbye and walk away. So what would the sort of thing that these people would be saying that's, that's buying into shame and guilt? What, would, what sort of type of thing? Uh, why do you wear that stupid thing? You know, the uh, mask? Not, yeah. Or anything like that. Well, you know, anything. Why, why are you doing that? But it's, main, it's the tone of voice. Mm-hmm. It's condescending. And what's your excuse about it? You know, that's guilt. We, we, we do that to ourselves all, all the time. But it's, it's, it's also in our tone of language. Mm, mm. What, what are you doing that for? What are you doing that for? You see, it's, you know, or a person could say, wow, that's really cool. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. See the difference? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not listening to me, You're not hearing me right. The person wasn't explaining it correctly. That's why I didn't get it. Now, this person is like really, so I didn't, yeah, I just left. Anyway, so it's like, you're not, they put the blame on you. Instead of them um, speaking clearly. So let's just dissect this a bit. So, so. Sure. We're not finished. Okay. I have to say, isn't that interesting? And you teach uh, techniques and things of that sort, which is perfect. Don't take that energy in yourself. You're like, 
I, you can say to yourself, I do not accept that, that energy. I do not accept your response. I do not accept it. We have to learn not to accept it. We have enough. We don't need any more. And, but you can say that and you can command that because you have that presence. You are aware of it. You just say, isn't that interesting? You can turn away, walk away, and you say, I don't accept your shame and guilt. Now, yeah, you really can't say that to somebody because they might slug you in the head. So you can just... <laughs> yeah, most on. people don't really want to even admit that they're being in shame and guilt. Like, like, okay, so for instance, you're stressing me out. You're like, that's blame. Like you yeah. are stressing me out. What you're saying, how you're being is stressing me out. So what, how do you respond to that? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Okay. I love it. I love yeah. it. I mean, if you can come up with a better one, please tell me, but that is just perfect. <laughs> and, okay. So the person says, oh, shut up shut up you're stressing me out even that don't isn't that interesting stuff you know time to go goodbye yeah but if it's your son or your daughter or your mother you or your husband or your wife you can do that you have to leave say i gotta go soup's spoiling gotta pee gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> i mean seriously we got many excuses you know a couple times i'm on the phone and you know that why did you you know the blame thing and i keep going like this giving it back to them as fast as they're giving it i'm giving it back gotta go oh i gotta go what's wrong well the soup's boiling the coffee's boiling bye right don't you take it so on you feel so good yeah i mean just because you're not accepting it can you imagine how good you feel when you actually help a, a part of you that's carrying shame blame forever and you help that little part that seven-year-old eight-year-old release the shame that they've been carrying for like 50 years yeah you feel really good mm. Mm. so uh, i wanted to make um a note of that mm. that people that are on the evolutionary track and we all are it's called eternal progression mm. um but Lois, how do you help somebody that doesn't feel like they need help, but they're drowning in shame? Look, I'm thinking about my brothers. I have one brother who was such a sensitive little boy and we had a really dysfunctional family like you and he grew up completely hating himself. And then he married a woman, he's been with her for like, I don't know, 30 years, who shame and guilts him constantly. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, shut up. You don't know. Like, that. don't be so stupid. You always do that. You're so stupid. So you you never listen. It's like, yeah. she you just know. doesn't stop. Okay. Oh, my there, God. With the, as, you, as you know, as the light is pouring in more and more, they will see the shame and guilt. They will have a explosion and they go, oh, I think we need help. You cannot help somebody that doesn't see a problem. No. Okay. You cannot help a person. I mean, you can pray, you know. Uh, yeah. But what's interesting, Lois, is that he doesn't see he's got a problem. He's just accepted that's who she is. But she, she's a beautiful person. I'm not saying she's a horrible person. She doesn't see she's got a problem. She doesn't even know she's doing it. Like of she course. doesn't even know. We're all on unconscious shame, guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Culture wanted to do us. Why did they want to do us? Nothing destroys 
the soul mm -hmm. more than shame, guilt, energy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Nothing more than that. So we need to enliven our beings. And unless we're aware of shame and guilt attacking us, there's a great quote. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world he didn't exist. Hmm. Well, I don't believe he does exist. <laughs> well, no, no. In, in shame and guilt. I'm talking about shame and guilt. So you're saying that the devil is shame and guilt, shame the energy guilt. of shame yeah. and guilt. Mm -hmm. The energy of it. Mm-hmm. So the greatest trick that the, that the, um, the forces, and guilt pulled. Yeah. Yeah, pulled was to convince the world mm -hmm. that it didn't exist. And mm. a lot of people say it doesn't exist. That's interesting. Okay. That's and there's nothing to do. Um, but go to the people that are saying, I want to help. I want to be more evolved. I want to be more spiritual. How can you help me? I said, well, I cannot help you become more spiritual because you are spiritual. I can help you get rid of the blocks that are stopping your spiritual progression. But there's also things you can do too, like you're doing. But if you could put, if, if a purse came to me, I would say, let's get help the shame and guilt get rid of that or be aware of it so you don't take any more on. Mm -hmm then your journey will be quicker that way. So that's, you know, where I am. And a lot of people come to me because, oh, I have so much guilt and I can't get rid of it. And I tell them that you cannot get rid of guilt unless you get rid of the shame that's fueling the guilt. That's fueling it. I think that, you know, when you say um, the guilt has even been like the guilt has even been made holy in many ways. Oh, yes. A lot of people say what's wrong with our world is we don't have enough guilt. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. Not enough. There is a there is a there is a couple books out there talking that we need more guilt in our culture because people are not acting morally and i say to those people that we need to step beyond guilt we are evolving out of the need for guilt mm -hmm. because we do it because it's my job i do it because it's the right thing like you help somebody move you didn't help her because she would feel guilty the next day you helped her because it's the right thing to do mm. so guilt needs to be replaced with a sense of righteousness and justice. Okay, it's not going to happen today. But we have to start working towards that. Mm. Because that's mm. the only way we're going to save humanity. I'm humanity, just sorry, go on. <laughs> humanity will fall. Humanity will fall if we don't recognize the attack of shame and guilt mm. upon us. Mm. And I feel that we're one of the first out there. Out there what? Speaking about it? 
well, yeah, and and moving humanity forward. Yeah, Evolution. I'm just I'm just thinking of all the healers and light workers listening to this, and I'm a you know a victim of this. Is that you do things for people that you don't really want to do, or you feel like you haven't got time to do. And then you feel, if I don't do it, then I'll feel guilty because I didn't help them. That sort of guilt. It's so okay. pervasive. Okay. Can, mm. I, can I uh, write on that? Mm-hmm. When you feel guilty, how do you feel? Do you feel, okay, you feel guilty, but there's also another emotion that the guilt is hanging on. Do you feel sad? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel angry? Um, what emotion are you feeling? And, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Someone called. It's been yeah, fun I, I this morning. To... Let's say you're angry. I, you know, I'm just picking an emotion. I would say talk and work with the anger. Say, hi, anger. What do you want to tell me? I mean, if you get the time at that moment, if you don't, you can start thinking that way instead of feeling the guilt. You know, instead of going down this highway, you're going down the other highway. Yeah. I tell you, in the midst of anger or frustration, you're kind of not going to be thinking like that, but you could think like that when you've calmed down, because when you're all up in your emotion, you know, yeah. logic flies out the window, doesn't I, it? I try. What I want to do is at least turn the guilt into the anger because the guilt is fueling the anger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we want to get rid of, uh, rid of that, ang- that energy and deal with the emotion that we should. Emotions are our friend. Shame and guilt, shame and guilt is not our friend. Mm, interesting so how did you discover this about yourself what was happening to you when you had the aha moment i went oh my god it's all shame and guilt but how did that come about what was happening in your life that's how it happened it was that it was like i don't know maybe spirit talked to me right um and then i said i went oh my goodness that's it i mean it was like I was so happy because I only had to go to the therapist for one thing, shame and guilt. I didn't have to talk my anger or my hatred or my didn't like my mother or I didn't like my father or whatever, or forgiveness or compassion. It was just shame and guilt. It was like, oh my God, it's so easy. Okay, it's not easy, you know, learning and fixing it, but at least you had a place to do. I didn't have to spin out with all the other emotions. And of course, I had a lot of shame and guilt from all the abuse and then losing three babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you know, uh, truckloads. So as I worked with myself, then I start changing. I got younger, my hair got less gray. And I went, wow, this is really cool. People came to me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm talking to myself. They go, oh, okay. Can I do that too? I said, I guess so. So I taught them how to talk to anger or anxiety and find the shame, guilt that was in anger and release it. And they all got well too. And they sent their mothers and their grandmothers and their kids and, and they all go. And I got so tired of saying the same thing, Karen, to this 
same exact words to a person who was struggling in business or a relationship problem or a self-esteem problem. It didn't matter what the problem was. There was one answer. So I had to write a book because I said, I can't say this anymore. <laughs> I really couldn't. I'm like, save your money and read my book and come back for a question. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't, Aaron, I couldn't say it anymore. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's what I'm saying here. It's the same story. I don't care what your problem is. I have an ebook on my website, and it's called 500 Questions, One Answer. Mm -hmm. So I have 500 situations and one answer. And I'm helping people to understand how this situation is the same as that situation, even though it's different. There are 500 different situations in life that people have written to me and please help me with the answer. And the answer is shame and guilt. And that way it helps people get educated. Uh, you don't get the 500 questions right, it's just way too much. So I put 25 segments, you know, you get 25 and then you get 25 and it, it lasts a few months, so. So overcoming it is talking to it and finding out where it comes talking from? Talking to the emotion, not the shame guilt. Never, right. ever, ever say my shame mm -hmm. or my guilt. Because then Never you're owning own it. it. Exactly. You know that. Right. And also in your language, oh, it's such a shame it's raining today. I can't have the barbecue. Oh, it's such a shame I lost my purse. No, it's not. It's sad. It's stupid. It's, it is. Or it's crazy. But it's not a shame. That's so interesting, Lois. I had a friend on the phone the other day. And she says it all the time. She says, shame, shame. It's just, a, you know, I said, you know, oh, I smashed my car. Oh, shame, shame. This happened, this happened. Oh, shame. And I said to her the other day, you say that all the time. You're always shaming. You're always shaming. She goes, yeah, it's just, you know, part of my culture, part of the way I grew up. You know, we always, we say it. You know, she's a particular flavor of religion and culture and well, I won't sort of name it. And she said, yeah, that's just what we say. And how sad is that? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to send this to her. She know, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Give her my website. I'll give her my book. But anyway, it, whatever, but it's true. It's true. And it keeps it going. Mm -hmm. It keeps it going. And, and you know, what's even more fascinating. She's a therapist. Well, she should be a therapist. I met her a long time ago. And I saw this brilliant light worker that was here to save the world. And I sort of saw this vision of her and how she was going to, you know, help a lot of people. And I'm not saying that she hasn't, but she, she has done course after course, after course, after course, after course. Like she's one of my most well-versed friends in healing courses of all different types. She's done everything. And I, if I want to know about anything, I ring her and she goes, yeah, I did that. And <laughs> She has not really cut out a path or a living from being the therapist. You know, she's hey, teaching a language. And why now? Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Isn't it interesting? Also, mm -hmm. I want to state here that I'm not in competition with other modalities. Mm -hmm. I would like for them to incorporate shame guilt work into their mouth down. That's why people go from oils to tapping to 
Um, I, I, you know, the, it, the list is endless and you get one forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you don't incorporate shame and guilt, and I'm not saying they're bad, it's just that you, it's incomplete, incomplete forgiveness. It's everything is incomplete because if you don't know and learn and practice the way of not shaming and guilting, you're not going to get out of the hole. Right. So you talk to your emotion. So you're feeling frustrated and angry because I'm, I'm, I've got direct, I, I rarely these days kind of indulge in the lower emotions. <laughs> nothing really, okay. pisses, nothing really pisses me off these days, right? Well, but sure yesterday, does. nothing does normally, nothing really, but yesterday, as I said, yesterday, I was, I got frustrated and I was like, wow. I haven't been this frustrated for a long time. And I was thinking, wow, there it is. There you are. Hello, frustration, like frustration, like, Argh! anyway. And um, so it's like right in my face as I have this conversation with you, which is perfect, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so when you calm down and you're not, not all up in your, in, in your emotion, you talk to the emotion and what do you say to it? Hi, frustration. Thank you so much for coming to me and talking yeah. to me. Mm. Now, some people say, oh, I don't give a damn. Say, hi, I don't give a damn. No, I'm serious. Whatever yeah. comes up, that's what you say hi to. Well, interestingly enough, I teach exactly this. I teach this oh, okay. to my tribe. So it's really interesting that you're teaching it yeah, again. What, I, what I'm saying is that I think that inner personality is kind of widespread now. It isn't like... Um, one person does it. It's kind of incorporated, which is great. And the more you talk to the emotion, they will start talking to you. And I have my um, um, clients or, or people talk, write their messages from their emotions to me, email, and then I give them questions to ask their emotions because I don't know what the emotions are going to say to what question. So I help them learn how to have conversation with them because I've been doing this for so long. You kind of see um, where it's all going. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. It's a, it's a fun thing. I have um, uh, a video on my uh, uh, um, website soul speaks it talks how we talk to your emotions and i did a little half an hour um, video on that i had little kids as emotions i don't know if you saw it there i started watching it this morning yeah but, but okay. so anyway it's a it's it's kind of interesting mm. so but you have to help the little kid find the shame they're carrying that's where it's different and when you do, when you find that aspect of you, because it's not just the little kid, you know, I went to see a healer. I, I helped a healer out the other day. We swapped a session. So I had a session from her and she's going into my past lives and she's pinpointing stuff that happened in different past lives where I'm carrying pain in my body. And my guide said to me, you could do this forever. <laughs> Imagine how many past lives you've had. Um, if there's like a better way of doing yeah, it. That's, that's endless. That's endless. Mm. Okay. Um, I, in my work, I found that you're carrying that particular energy or thing in different ways. 
And the point of transformation would be the kid inside of you that's carrying that through all the lifetime. However, there was one person I had who was extremely um, angry mm-hmm. and it was unusual because she was like you, very spiritual. And, you know, for her to have this anger is like, really? Mm. You know, it was just out of place. And then uh, she was also very visual and she went, oh my goodness. And she, I said, what? She says, I see. I see my the little kid who's angry at four years old was encased in a mummy. And she had to open up the chest and take out the four-year-old that was stuck from another lifetime. Mm. And that helped her dissolve the anger. Mm. That was only one time, but still was the point of transformation on this life. Mm. We only went there because she found it. Mm -hmm. But I never do past lives because it's endless. Plus I'm not schooled in that. And I, it does have a value. Um, But after I had that light come through me, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, it was like TV. Oh, that happened. Oh, that happened. I went, it was like movie time. I saw my past lives. I saw them. (laughs) Nobody was helping me see them. I went, oh, that's it. I would, I would check my, I would go, oh, isn't it? And all of a sudden I'd see somebody hit me with a cheek in my cheekbone. Uh-huh. So I think if you're supposed to see them, you'll see them. Well, I have to admit, I was saying to her, it's fascinating. You know, it it's is. so it's interesting. But it's in the mind. It, 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 it kind of I kind of is. Uh, look, I had another young healer. Again, I, I was co- co- coaching her and we swapped session and, and she saw a past life. And as she gave it to me, it just opened up like, like your friend, just like I could see the whole thing. And then it, and I was like an architect in that life. And then it made me see why I have this desire to be an architect in this life that I've never fulfilled it. It's kind of like I've already done it. So I don't know if that's a mind thing. It just made a lot of well, sense. It's, it just, I think it's interesting mm, and I think it's valuable. Mm, um, but I think it comes if it's valuable. Mm, that's what I'm saying. It comes if and it's I'm valuable. I'm not saying it's, you should never do it. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's some people are really into that and... That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's that is not expansion. Yeah, it's not your part. The expansion of understanding who you are is multidimensional. But yeah, and you know, my guides I, have said to me that every trauma that you've ever lived in, uh, any unresolved trauma that you've lived in any past life is present and active in this life in your emotional body. So, okay. uh, yeah. Can I tell you something very interesting? Yeah. Once, this is years later, once I was actually able to release a lot of the shame, guilt that I was carrying, I saw it as um, generational. Mm. It, however, when I released the shame, guilt I was carrying, it went up. I released it for my family Yeah, because they were carrying it. I was carrying it. Okay. I didn't get rid of all of it, but there's that string. It's like a pie. You take a piece out of shame and guilt. That's one piece A shame and guilt of school, shame, guilt of people, shame, guilt, you know, there's, you know, but just because you release some shame and guilt doesn't mean you released it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. But 
I released some core thing in the family and it went upline. My mother and her sister, who was my godmother, who both deceased, mm-hmm. came to me that night mm-hmm. and were grateful because they were released. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, it is slow. Is it, we're losing your face again. You're back down here. Again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> like going to be touching you. I know. <laughs> I know. And I talk it... about this with my tribe the whole a lot because you know my tribe are the the the, the light weavers. I call them the new old teachers. Mm-hmm. And as maybe star seeds or Palladians or Arcturians who elect to have a human life, they're coming in to transmute and transform density because we're in this time of shift. And so they say, in order to transmute it and transform it, I have to take it on. And it's so they kind of come into these traumatic families where there's a lot of abuse and, and guilt and shame. <laughs> and they sort of take it all on because... And then people said to me, but why, why, why do they have all these? Tra-? And I said, because they're the ones that are going to heal it. You know, the other people are just going to shove it under the carpet and pretend it doesn't happen. You know, the healers are going to heal it. And so you take on this big load. It's like you lump it on your plate and, and then you go through all the trauma and the drama but and the it, abuse. It, but that was so beautiful, Karen, mm. that I knew that my, my, it went upline then upline and downline and downline. Now I have to caution you. You can't do this unless you release a lot of shame. You can't just do what I'm going to say. Okay. So I'm telling you, you you got enough shame and guilt. You can't take on, on anymore. Okay. I preface that years later, I said, I need to take back the shame guilt. I gave my children. And I had to see it. I couldn't say, oh, take this dream out. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to find it to get rid of it. You know, like you can't say, I released all the shame, guilt in my life. Yeah, right. If it was that easy, we would all be saints. You got to find it to get rid of it. And how do you find it, Lois? Like I said, talk to your emotions. Mm -hmm. The emotions are carrying it. They will tell you. And that's how you release it. So if you want to take back the shame and guilt you've given, because, you know, we've, none of us have been perfect parents and we've been marinating well, in shame and guilt. Not. Even if you were perfect, it's still shame and guilt. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> how do you take back the shame and guilt you've given? I saw it. I saw it. Okay. So you just, okay. But it was, you know, like, it was like, I guess you could say meditation, but it was just closing my eyes and I could see, I could see. So just ask your guides to show it to you. Just ask your guidance to show it to you. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, each person's different, as you well know, you know, each technique is different. But anyway, I'm, what I'm doing today is teaching you, not teaching you, but showing how valuable it is to release it. So I took it on to get rid of it. And I did. I got rid of it. I gave it back to the universe to recycle or whatever time people use. Within two months, each child had an incredible, they were like in their 20s at that time. Mm -hmm. One got a promotion, very big one. The other one met an incredible person. Well, both two of them got big promotions and the other one found a a wonderful match. Three 
incredibly experienced. I went, oh my God, this really works. Then I start doing it with my clients and um, the problems that they had with one of their kids, you, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just can't talk to them and they don't listen and yeah, problems. I know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, yep. everybody has that experience. Mm -hmm. It seemed to mellow out. It seemed to mellow out. I went, wow, everybody should know this. Like, yeah, really, they didn't want to hear him. So, but it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal how it changed not only their lives, but their children's lives. Okay. I'm just trying to pinpoint this. So if you're working as a healer, therapist, counselor, teacher, reverend, just, reverend, reverend, I'm just yeah. saying you as in us, yeah. all of us, mm -hmm. and you want to help your client by taking back their shame and guilt. So oh, I would never do that. We, you said that you did that for your clients and it, I help them find their, the kids, their kids. I help them. No, I would never take that. Oh, I so, so you help them find the shame and guilt in their kids and take it back. Okay. And get, take it to the universe because so I felt responsible. So how do you take it back? You take it back and then love it and forgive it and just release no, you it. You don't love it and forgive shame and guilt. You just get rid of it. It's trash. How, how do you get rid of it? But that's resisting it. You see in resistance, you know, is you can't resist it by hating something that's resisting it. So, well, in a way, but I don't want that, energy on me that's why i took it from my kids and i just gave it to the universe to recycle that's what i was told just you just give it up and the universe knows how to um uh neutralize it mm -hmm. okay but i still but wouldn't I, I don't pardon i still wouldn't hate it i don't i didn't say i hated it i just didn't want it yeah, didn't want it. Because, you know, the thing about density is that this world, there are a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, the evil reptilians made this world a terrible place. And, and I just, my guides, or I just think, well, someone had to create a, a world where there was density. And so that we as souls could come into this experience and experience shame and guilt and fear. And, and because we can't experience it when we're, you know, pure positive light energy. So someone had to create this world. And so we've, we've played, we've swam, we've marinated in density for, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of know, eons right. of time. How long? I don't know. I don't know. And now we're shifting yugas or eras into a new world. So yes. now we have to release the density that we've all been swimming in. And this is the work you're doing. And a lot of the people are doing as healers and light language people. And, you know, all these, all these star seeds yeah. have come to like change the game. We're changing the game, Lois. <laughs> but okay. mm -hmm. I want to address that mm -hmm. because when I took back the shame guilt I gave, I wasn't like, ah, I'm angry. I was, I don't want that. Get rid of it. Now, you can not like somebody, you know, I don't particularly like that. Or and I don't still like, love them. Yeah, you can still love them. You know, you love all of God's creatures, you know, but I don't particularly like to, I mean, I'll talk to them, but they're, I'm not going to talk to them every day to my bosom friend. <laughs> and once you release the she, the shame, guilt's fire. Once you get rid of the shame and guilt, 
you you don't have hatred. Yeah. You're just like, I don't really like them. Yeah. So you say, thanks for the ride. See ya. Yeah. But <laughs> do you understand that the hatred that's happening now today is escalated because mm. the shame and guilt is being poured on even more it because is. you're making, you know, you're ma oh, you're racial. No, I'm not. I, I, you know, so they're making you feel more guilty. Mm. So the shame guilt is being piled higher and deeper. So people are like, but that's not, that's the shame guilt that's given it that spark to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's why people are so hateful. Oh my God, they're reptilian. Oh my God, they're this. Oh my God. But it's shame guilt talking that mm. energy. Mm. Mm. When you don't have that um, high amount of shame guilt, you're like, oh yeah, whatever. I don't particularly go to that species, but it's okay. You know, you don't have, how do you say it? You're more neutral. Mm -hmm. You say, isn't that interesting? You say, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, because that's interesting. It but is if you have a lot of shame and guilt, you have angst. Yeah. You have anger. <clears throat> and what did I do The hurt, anxiety, anger, depression, hatred? It builds. So the person that has hatred is like, man, they're, they got truckloads of shame and guilt. And it's not the hatred. We just call it hatred. Mm -hmm. It's shame, guilt. So it's, I'm simplifying it, but not that it's easy. Mm -hmm. I want to change people's thought. Thinking, yeah. So Lois, are you doing, are you teaching this or are you just sort of doing it through the books now? Um, I was just starting to do small groups and then a virus came along. So once that comes down, I'm going to start with my groups. And also, um, you, can, you can do your Zoom groups. Zoom I can it. do Zoom groups. Zoom yeah, it. I'm Zoom starting it. a Facebook community now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said, Lois, just do a Facebook community. We can talk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, in, when I had in Sedona, I had shame, guilt buddies. Mm -hmm. Like we could become shame guilt buddies. You can call me on myself and I can, because you can't see it yourself. I don't care how good you are. You can't see yourself. But someone else who knows you is in love will say, oh, that shame. Oh, really? I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not as easy to see it in yourself as it is to see it at another. I, so I, I think you shame guilt buddies. But Samuel, buddies, but I think you can see it in yourself because all you have to do is listen to your emotion. If you're upset in any way, there it is. Like there it is. <laughs> but so you can see it if you want to. I have to say, yesterday when I was in frustration, I was in the moment of frustration. I wasn't seeing it, and then I said to you, my friend Kate came over, who, you know, does the angels, and I was telling her my dilemma, and she goes. Thank you, Angel Blah Blah, for helping me overcome this emotion. And it just made me stop and think, oh, my God, I'm so, I'm so in my frustration that I'm not even kind of releasing it or looking at it or saying, isn't it interesting? Because I'm in it, you know, like I'm swimming exactly. in it. Yeah. When you're in it, and that's why you need another person to help see you. But it isn't to discount the emotion. It's to make friends with it. Yeah, definitely. And thank it for showing you that there, there you've got this. There it is. They're coming to talk to you. They're, as, yeah. you know, yeah, anyway. 
Yeah, yeah. So could, it's guidance. Yeah, emotion is guide. Evidence of resistance, as Esther would say, evidence of shame, guilt, or evidence of yeah, a belief system that's not serving you. Evidence, mm-hmm. pain, any pain or emotion negative. That's emotion. a good way of looking at it. That um, when took on the shame guilt that I have given them, it doesn't serve us. So they mm-hmm. got rid of it. Not that it's negative. So I totally want to take back the shame guilt that I, um, you know, put on my daughter, but I can also see that. You can't do that until you do the initial work. And the initial work is? Yourself. You've got to get rid of some shame and guilt before you can take on somebody's. Yeah. I've done a lot of that, Lois. (laughs) I've been doing this for 30 years. I've done a lot of that. As I say, there's a, it's a rare time. It's like probably been a couple of years since I've experienced that sort of frustration, but it was with my daughter yesterday as Mm -hmm. she was telling me, you're making me upset and I'm not doing anything but helping her, but she's in her frustration. She's in her frustration. And, And then she's saying, you're doing this to me and i'm saying okay. i'm just trying to help you okay you're you're yeah. you're, you're very uh tuned in mm-hmm. so you can ask yourself if you're at a point where you can do that okay all right okay so i would imagine that a lot of people listening to this would probably be trying to do that for their kids too because they're you know they're well they're i love I, I um i said that because it's like a carrot mm if you do this, then you can do that. Mm. You know, it's got wonderful advantages, but you have to um, talk with the inner critic. Mm -hmm. That's the main person. The inner critic is the shame producer. Mm. So you have to make friends with that guy. You got to be an ambassador. You can't get rid of them. Don't, you can't deny him. I'll shut him up. What that, you know that you can't shut up somebody. That's a part of you. Mm. Then you go, hi, hi, um, um, Charlie, or whatever his name is. Hopefully it's a man. If it's a woman, they're really harder to handle. <laughs> Why is that, Lois? Why? You if think- it's Gertrude, you go, okay, hi, Gertrude. We got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I... <laughs> I, um, I sort of push people to get out there and do their work. That's a part of my mandate. And um, we we're having this great discussion in my group the other day about doing something that feels uncomfortable or just waiting for the impulse. And then when you're impulsed, then doing it. So, and, and she was asking, what's the difference? And I was saying, if it's uncomfortable, then there is something in you that needs healing. So when you do something and uncomfort comes up, so say it's doing a piece to camera like this, like I always found it very uncomfortable to just talk just to myself, to the camera. And I would use that uncomfortableness. I would talk to it and say, well, what, exactly. what is it? What are Why are you uncomfortable? Because people seem to do it every day. They're on their selfies. They're doing it everywhere. Like, why does it make you uncomfortable? And, um, and that inner critic would come up. Oh, you're too fat. You're too old. You're too ugly. All that inner critic stuff would come mm-hmm. up, which is none of it's true, but it's there. But you know? it's true for him. Him, her. I think she's a her. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. pretty tough. <laughs> so you go and... Uh, if you watch my video, it, ta- it it's a good thing. It's a good um, example of how the inner critic talks. He said, I shut up those emotions. They were yelling and that anxiety was driving me crazy. So I shut them up. 
And now it's peaceful. And then you come in and you want to make them talk. No way, lady, I'm in charge. So the inner critic became in charge when you didn't talk with the emotions. And this is, this is all the time. I mean, it isn't like one person. So you have, you, hi, how are you? And they'll go, shut up lady. I don't want to talk to you. Okay. Then you try again. Then you say, would you like to have a promotion? You will get a promotion when I can be with the kids and you will be an executive. So you kind of like, it's a, it's all um, diplomatic. Yeah. And, but it doesn't, conversation, yeah. It doesn't, sometimes it happens very quickly. Sometimes it takes two years. Right. Um, and then if I've had some people that had two inner critics, they had a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I really feel for them. I only had one. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you are just so delightful. You really are. <laughs> You're just beautiful. Uh, how long we've we been yakking? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But anyway. Okay. So, so the main message of this is um, feeling stressed or a negative emotion, talk to the emotion and release the shame and guilt. Yes. But it doesn't happen instantly. It can take a month. It can take, two a months. can take a few conversations. Exactly. So yeah. it doesn't, if it happens like that right away, it probably is not, you know, really true because it takes a while. Yeah. For, you know, it, it takes a while. Yeah. It, it, it's not like that. How long did it take you? So before you did this, you were suffering depression and migraine headaches and anger suicidal and, and, and suicidal. And then you started talking to your emotions. And instead I of saying, tired of talking to therapists, I said, I'll talk to myself. <laughs> Absolutely agree with you. Look, uh, 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 your mainstream therapists, I'm not mentioning what type, but many of them, will have you in therapy for 30 years. They're going to be making some money out of you. <laughs> They're going to well, keep I... repeating the same old stuff. Yeah. I've had so many healers that came to me. I remember one who's a friend now. When she first came to me for a session, she said, I've been healing myself for 30 years. I, 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 I've had people come to me like, and within two sessions, they're okay. Yeah, exactly. We're on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, it, it doesn't take 30 years, but it does take a few conversations. It takes a few conversations. And yeah. people can email me and ask me those questions. I don't charge for that. I, you know, just... Charge for it, Lois. You're worth it. For it, for yeah. it. Well, for they can sign up for something. You know what I'm saying. Sign up for You're something. Not, yeah, yeah. 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 Start your group, I'm, Lois. Start your group. I have to start my group. Start right. your Zoom meetings. Uh, it is important work, especially for the light weavers or the light workers, because you can have your spiritual epiphanies, uh, but you've still got shame and guilt, or, you know, or unworthiness or not good enough. Well, that hanging, is. Everything hanging is around. Really yeah, hanging around there. So... Um, uh, yeah, I see it all the time. And I have um, so many friends in Sydney that are the most amazing or in Australia, light weavers. And what I'm seeing online 
is them just doing this whole shame and guilt thing with the pedophiles and like apparently everyone in Hollywood now is a pedophile. Like when did everyone in Hollywood become a pedophile and they're all doing the let's shame them, like as if like let's expose them no. and shame them. And I'm just thinking this is not the frequency. Not the way to do it. It's not, not the, the frequency that you stand for is what I'm thinking as the most delicious light weavers doing amazing work. And then they're posting all this stuff on Facebook. And, and one who I've had on the show who I loved, he's doing the same thing, but he can't see that exposing it and making them wrong. He can't see that that's shame and guilt. He, he just doesn't see it, that. I, well, he's been like, that's why I spirit want me to get those um, readings out because it helps on a night. When we read a book, it goes to the mind. When you read the language that I wrote, well, spirit wrote, it helps to go to the soul and the heart first. Yeah. Because you don't get it in the mind right away. Mm -hmm. You get it there. And that's helping people. I've heard a couple, you know, it helps the mind to get a little bit backstage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and in my I have a, um, a book in my book. I have um, the things that call, that are called mental illnesses, but are really just shame and guilt, depression, sadness, procrastination, underachieving, joke telling, genocide, anger, indifference, embarrassment, arrogance, cheating, PTSD is a huge one, eating disorders, bullying, regret, lonely. It goes on and on, you know. Mm -hmm. So you get the drift. It's, yeah. And I'm like, can we just make this a little easier and just do shame and guilt? Well, I've been shamed and <laughs> shamed and guilted by uh, making, you know, I just see many mental illnesses as you believing your stressful thought. You know, I see it as this simple conversation that you're talking about. And then I'm like, no, it's a disease. You know, it's, you know, it's like in the disease books, underlined as a disorder or disease as if you can catch it and once you've got it you know like it, rather than it just being as simple as just have a conversation and it'll dissipate but it's like no especially the pd you know i've been through trauma i was blown up in a bomb blast in a war or i was raped by my father and i've got this ptsd and it's so interesting that people don't want to see a simple solution for it exactly because yeah. we've been trained not to right we have to we have to really call it like it is our there's a very good article about how africa was taken down mm -hmm. and it was taken down by the use of shame and guilt right they were shamed yeah and that is the most insidious danger we have as human beings mm -hmm. Our whole penal system is is based on it too. Pardon? Our penal system. Oh, everything. Everything, yeah. I mean everything. Religion. If, if you're if you know if someone murders your daughter or lover or someone, then you want that person to pay. Then you wanna, you know, like you want that and that's that's and, that's and that's, that's never you know, killing someone or incarcerating someone is still not gonna take away your hurt, is it? Of it, course not. The only thing that's going to take it away is you getting rid of the shame guilt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know exactly. it's, it's, it's like it bottles my mind that it's so massive. simple. 
and massive. Massive and simple. Right. Let's just before we go, uh, let's just talk about the light language. When did the light language start flowing through you? I was in Sedona. Right. And I was there for about a week. And um, I was recovering from moving and everything. And then <laughs> I was like, it's like, I don't know, sometime in the middle of the night, these words are in my head. And I'm going, oh, I'm so tired. I'll, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> bang, bang. And it was like the, this, the. It was very dramatic. Like, I'll read something. Uh, like, um, so go it now, the people, I mean, and tell them all is good. And the, I was like, oh, my God, I got a headache again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they still, it still would, I get, okay, okay, I get up. And then I, I start writing and writing and writing and writing. And then these iridescent triangles were falling out of my eyes onto the page. I go, mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. <laughs> So I'm writing through the triangles. I said, that's really nice. I've been writing for hours and hours. And I went, oh, I'm tired. I fell asleep. And I woke up. And that's how it went for months. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful. So do you use the light language in your work when you're working with people? Are you not taking on clients anymore? Oh, you yeah, kind of, yeah. I'll take you on are. Clients. So you're using it to sort of help transmute density? Now I am. Right. I Spirit just said, now is the time. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do it. Okay. You know, it really, I mean, I, I was, what I was doing was every Sunday, I would have a group of people come to my home, like maybe 15 or something. And we'd read one or two pages of the light language that I wrote. Uh -huh. And for two hours, we would talk about that. Two pages. And then... About a month or so later, I get the phone call from, let's say, George. Hi, George. Hi, hi. How are you doing? Um, I, I've been. I said, Yeah, I know you, George. He said, I just want to tell you that my, um, I don't know what he had, some kind of lung problem is all gone. I said, Oh, that's great. I'm so excited for it. He said, No, I understand. Ever since I've been doing the light language that you're writing, I had this hearing. I said, Oh, because you're in Sedona. That's why. Yeah, he said, well, I said, well, maybe it helped. But I said, Sedona is a healing place. And so I said, oh, that's very nice. And then somebody else said something. I said, that's very nice. I, you know, it's Sedona, right? And no, then I when think I got, it's Sedona. Sedona is a portal, but I don't think it's only yeah, I Sedona. Know, but I, oh. didn't, I didn't get it, you know. Oh, you so didn't anyway, get it. <laughs> so then when I got this out, person called me and said, Oh, I like your poet. I like your what you wrote. I says, Oh, thank you very much. He said, My PTS is practically gone. I said, Really? And he goes, Yeah. I said, That's very nice. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> you know me. It's just like okay. So, so it does. <laughs> merit. Look, I think light language is a gift to humanity from the higher realms to it is. accelerate, 10 tenets says here, to accelerate the transmutation of density. Because um, as somebody said who wrote a book called The Jewel Soul, um, the, Jewel, 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 the Jewel Soul, oh, I forget what the name of the book is anyway, but she said, humanity is like being stagnant water, you know, and it's going stale. And so we need to ex accelerate exactly. evolution. Yeah. I wanted to send you a few copies for free. 
to help because um, one of my other friends in Australia has them now and they're going around so I could send you some and if people like it we could have them printed in Australia because it's so expensive to send it to Australia you can't you just upload it to Amazon and get it put on Amazon and people can just download it from Amazon that's a thought that's a thought maybe I should do that thank you Karen you're very wise <laughs> No, I've just been doing this for a while. Okay. But, I mean, Amazon, you know, is one of those big mega corporates that run the world, but unfortunately, well, you fortunate, can use them. but you, you can, can use them. them. Fortunately, they, you, you just put your ebook or your book on Amazon or the, you know, the ebook and sell it for a couple of dollars and, um, and they print it and send it out. And they give okay. you a percentage, a couple of cents, you know, I'm not yeah. making a lot of money from Amazon for my books, but uh it's just a, it's a lot, a lot to get out. I need cost. to get it out. It's a way of getting it out and a lot less cost to you. Yeah. Okay. To get them All printed. Right. Yeah. I'll do that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. So can you channel the light language or do you, does it just sort of strike you? Can you like deliberately just do it or do you? Well, it, deliberate is like I wake up and I go, oh, these words are in my head. I think I should, I want to write them or. So you haven't like, spoken it yet. You've just written it down. Now I type it because it comes in so fast. There's no yeah. way I could possibly write it. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. I type like a hundred something words a minute. Yeah, yeah. It, it comes in so fast. I got to type it. Right, right. Oh, well, that's the next step then, just channeling it. I'm speaking to a, a beautiful healer in November or December called Judy Satori, who is using light language. And I speak to many people who use it. But yeah, I do think it's a gift that's accelerating the process of it, transmuting density. I really do. Very interesting things they say. Hmm. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear more. Lois, what is your website for people listening on audio? LoisHollis.com. That's L-O-I-S-H-O-L-L-I-S.com. And you will receive all the books, info. I have videos. Uh, and all there. my Facebook community will be up and I'll, give you notice okay. oh, sign up for my ebook it really is worth it uh to get that ebook perfect mm -hmm. lois it's been such a blessing and a joy thank you so much for being on the show thank you just loved talking to the beautiful lois hollis what a magnificent human being uh, it's so interesting because her process is so similar to what I do with my tribe. I don't really call it shame or guilt. Um, but speaking to your emotions or speaking to your pain, just talking to, friending it, saying, hi, what do you want? What's your story? She said to me, we're just having a chat after I turned off the recording. She said, give it a name. I said, no, I haven't thought about giving them a name like, you know, Gertrude or Bob or sarah or jane or something um that's what she's done if you go to her she's got a couple of youtube channels she's got one called lois hollis and then she's got one called shame guilt uh and there's not a lot on them i have to say anyway i was giving some pointers on how to get this work out there um but there are a couple of little videos on there uh, where there's that half hour video it's on the youtube channel called shame guilt where she has named the different emotions and she's um, given the char them characters and so she uses actors to um, as I, I said to her, I started watching it this morning uh, it's about half an hour long but it is transformative work and uh, as light weavers and light workers and star seeds and new world teachers 
we have come here to transmute density and we have to first do it on ourselves before we can even hope to do it on somebody else with somebody else we can do it with other people obviously while we're still carrying our own stuff just makes it harder just makes it harder like i've had people that come to me with some terrible traumas and i don't feel sad or angry or upset you know i don't get all up in my emotion about what happened to them i'm kind of it can be shocking sometimes like oh crikey but at the same time i feel such deep gratitude for everything we experience here on earth because because we feel like that when we're dead <laughs> you can't experience the density when you're dead well not on the spirit side you can go to astral realms where you can experience it some people call that being dead other other lifetimes in different places different realms but for the most part when you're a spirit you can't experience the density and the emotion and the traumas that we do here and we come and we do come to experience it and and for good reason it is the maturity of the soul it is the evolution of the soul how do you know love when you're swimming in love the only way you can really know love is to not know it so uh, it's like a fish swimming in water when you take the fish out of the water it understands the water that gives it its life it understands what the water is but it has to be taken out of it so that's why we come into these denser planes like the earth plane to experience all the horrific things that we do and just like lois said it's all up on our faces at the moment everything that we're going through with the you know the virus and see people saying there's no virus there's no pandemic and then there's other people shaming you and saying shame shame you're going to kill people if you say that and wear a mask don't wear a mask and all this shame guilt thing is 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 heightened at the moment because as lois said uh you have to you have to see it you have to see it and to be able to let it go you have to know you're holding it and to release it if you don't know you're holding it you can't release it it stays there so it has to be seen so it's coming up for us all to see it and instead of seeing it in the other when you are judging the other going oh they shouldn't do that oh isn't that terrible them doing that like point that finger back in you and say how do i do that how do i hold that same energy that same frequency we're all one you see so what you see in the other is you whether you love them or hate them you might hate somebody and see that they're crazy and stupid they irk you they annoy you you don't like the way they talk you don't like the way they look you're actually only seeing what irks you in yourself but when you revere somebody and you think oh they're amazing look at these incredibly genius spiritual amazing people you're still seeing yourself you're seeing your amazing we only see what is us we are one we are all one being playing in many different disguises the variety of frequency is just exponential on this planet oh i love all of it enjoy all of it enjoy find the joy within thanks again for watching i definitely go and check out lois's work she's beautiful beautiful gorgeous spiritual light seed star seed galactic being and i'd like to hear her do her language of light get her up and doing that language of light she is her energy is so young she's like just about to turn 77 she said in november and i feel like when i'm speaking to her like she feels like decades younger than me and yet i'm decades younger than her so she has such a lightness of being and a light youthful energy she's beautiful just loved love talking to lois okay 
enough rabbiting on. Thanks again for watching and uh, watch more. And I will have her book on my uh, webpage if you want to, you know, buy it from the affiliate link. Uh, we'll get her ebook up on Amazon, the process, so that people can get it readily. And um, who's coming into the? We've got a couple of guest speakers coming into the Inner Sanctum. Hopefully, Penny Kelly's coming back. I did book her at the beginning of the year, but I forgot to send her the Zoom link. So she hasn't confirmed on the Zoom link yet, but hopefully she will. And Laura Ladd's going to come and talk to us, which was not organised by me. It was organised by one of my tribe, David, for his group. But he had it exactly the same time I have my group and he is a part of my group. And I said, well, then let's just combine the groups. And because he normally does his group at night here in Australia, which is kind of like in the middle of the morning in the US and so not great for US people. And I have my group in the morning here in Australia, which is the afternoon in the US. So most of the people in my tribe are from the States. I was telling that to Lois, but it is um, a global tribe. We've got Germany, Norway, Sweden, Scotland we had, UK we've had, not, not, not anyone in Scotland in the UK at the moment. Um, and mostly the US and, and of course Australia. And New Zealand and Canada. I forgot to say about Canada. And um, yeah. So, yeah, a couple of teachers coming in. And, of course, I am there teaching every week and we get into this stuff, uh, the, the blame game, the shame game, the, uh, the, the pain game. And we talk about our pain, both physical, where we hold pain physically in our body, because physical pain is just a pointer to where we're holding uh, emotional pain it's really the same thing it's just when you don't deal with your emotional pain it turns into physical pain when you don't deal with your physical pain it turns into uh, dysfunction when you don't deal with the dysfunction it turns into a disease when you don't deal with that <laughs> you're kind of out of here because you're like reveling in pain and dysfunction and disease and you know and you return to love and then say right how am I going to deal with it better next time <laughs> deal with it now that's what we're all here to do Love you all. Remember to buy the book Awakened by Death. See you soon.